Hello and thank you for tuning into Sideline Story, your destination for sports news, analysis and discussions. I am your host, Brandon Yates, and today I am joined by my co-hosts, Yang Guang and Tian Yu. And today we will be talking about the sport of dragon boat racing and what makes it such an iconic sport, of course, in China. And Tian Yu, I will start with you. What can you tell us about dragon boat racing and what do you think makes this particular sport so unique? Well, dragon boat racing has a history of over 2,000 years in China. It used to be a ritual event organized by people in southern China. And the people there just thought this event could bring good luck to the crop season in summer, as, as the Chinese dragon was widely considered by ancient Chinese people as the river deity, which could control rainfall and the flow of rivers. And over the years, a second story was introduced to give the sport a cultural background. Legend has it that Qu Yuan, a great poet in ancient China, threw himself in a river located in today's Hunan province as a protest against the political corruption of the day. And the local people just loved Qu Yuan very much, and they raced out in their fishing boats to the middle of the river in a vain attempt to save him. They beat on drums and splashed their oars in the water, trying to keep away the dragons that occupy the rivers. So this is basically how this sport came into being initially. And gradually, it has become a water sport, which is widely popular not just in China, but also in different regions and countries like Indonesia, the US, Australia, and Germany. So in a, in a standard dragon boat, which is long and narrow, there are 22 team members, 20 paddlers in pairs, one drummer at the bow facing toward the paddlers, and one steerer standing at the rear of the boat. So during the race, the drummer is beating time to keep the paddlers in unison, and the steerer is responsible for guiding the boat. I think one of the major reasons why this dragon boat racing can be so popular across the world is that it requires team efforts throughout the whole game. It's not only about a competition of strength, but also about putting strength at the same time and in the same direction. It is a typical team sport. No one person can single-handedly carry a team. So it's very important to generate strong support and coordination in a dragon boat team. The team members are empowering each other through this sport and bound through dedication, commitment, and common goal to drive the boat faster. They're forming a community by training next to each other every day. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Of course, the sport of dragon boat racing has such an incredible and unique history to it. And, um, you know, there's so many elements to it that make it so exciting, not just in China, but around the globe. But when you're talking about certain elements about it, it actually reminds me about what makes rugby such a popular and, mm -hmm. um, you know, not necessarily unique, but a sport that's open to everybody in a sport like in a country like South Africa, because like, you know, it's in, in, in a similar way to dragon boat racing, it requires that team effort. It's open to all shapes and sizes. It, you know, requires a lot of determination, grit and all of those elements that you mentioned to succeed. 
So when you were describing, you know, what makes dragon boat racing special to to people of, you know, well, well, to you and to people of China and to to anyone around the world that takes part in dragon boat racing, it really um, brought about the same, you know, emotions and feelings that I have towards rugby, and I think that a lot of people in Slavery have towards rugby and what makes it such a historical and special sport in my country. So it's very interesting to hear that element. Yang Guang, from your side, what do you um, make of dragon boat racing and what makes it so unique um, from your perspective? Well, the way I see dragon boat racing, it's definitely a sport that has this profound roots or foundation among the people. And it's an easy water sport to practice, um, first of all, with quite low threshold. If you can hold a pedal and, and seating a boat, you can take part. That's why there's this mass participation in southern China and tournaments across different levels. It's not like skiing or tennis uh, where you kind of need some time of training before knowing exactly how to play. Uh, of course, I'm not talking about day one you are on a boat, day two you can go to the national tournament. Uh, I mean, to be a professional dragon boat athlete, you have to go through a great deal of training and it's not as less demanding as in other sports, but it's very friendly to starters. I mean, some companies or organizations in China would choose dragon boat racing as in their team building activities. Um, yet um, the beauty of dragon boat racing, I would say, is that um, though it looks so simple uh, with simple rules, simple gears, it doesn't mean less athleticism or sportsmanship. And actually, the sport requires a perfect combination of power, endurance, and as Tian Yu mentioned, teamwork. And every paddler needs to be individually strong and consistent and meantime strike a balance with each other about their pace and rhythm. The whole race, um, it can be difficult to achieve. That's why I really appreciate the, the role of the drama of a Dragon Boat crew plays. And he controls the tempo of the paddler's uh, strokes, what people call the heartbeat of the boat, very romantic. And also he acts as a coordinator with body language or voice calls, as well as a cheerleader. So it's both tactical and ceremonial functions the drama plays. Uh, another thing that is interesting about dragon boat racing, perhaps what makes it stand out among all boat races, is that they have this gorgeous, delicately handcrafted dragon's head at the bow of the boat. In, in folk races or official races, the dragon's heads of the teams are different from each other and are the special icon of each team, like every team has its club emblem. So sometimes the dragon boat races are not only the competition about who goes faster, but who has the most beautiful dragon's head decorations. Yeah, I must say, besides the elements that we mentioned earlier about teamwork and um you know, just the rich history of the sport and the community participation and just, you know, like you said, anybody that can really hold an oar can take part and um, just that element of bringing people together, which of course really makes it so, so special along with its just, you know, incredibly rich and unique history that is so diverse and interesting to hear about. Um, there's definitely a visual element to the sport, like you mentioned, um, Yang Guang, that also makes it, I think, really special. You know, of course, some of the design, the designs and just all of those people getting together and all of those um you know just all of the people on the boat and, and the design of the boat and the, the um coordinated movements on the boat it really is quite something special to behold so i think that there's that's definitely another special element of the sport is 
obviously, like I said, the part, you know, the group participation, the history and all of that element. But visually, for someone that's maybe not that, um, you know, knowledgeable about the history and the rules and everything like that, I think for someone that just comes across that sport, whether it be in a more competitive setting or in just a, a traditional celebratory, um, you know, sort of occasion, just being able to witness something um, such as dragon boat racing on a on a large scale or even on a small scale, it really is something um, quite special and unique to behold um, from a visual perspective. So I think that's definitely also something that makes dragon boat racing so so special indeed. Um, Tianyu, of course, because of the the rich history of the sport, um, you know, a lot of it has changed over the years, and you know, there's also different perspectives around it from you know um, just people that view it you know, for the first time or people that have been involved in the sport and the tradition for many years. Uh, but just from your side of things, how has it transformed from just purely being a festival tradition and into a sport? And at this point in time, what are the top competitions for the sport of dragon boat racing? Well, I think the the transformation process of this festival tradition into a sport started in the 1970s. When authorities in Hong Kong decided to stage an international dragon boat festival to promote the tourism in Hong Kong, in 1976, the first Hong Kong international races, dragon boat races, took place, which is considered today as the start of the modern era of dragon boat racing as a sport. And after Hong Kong hosted the first dragon boat festival, many other countries and regions started to follow suit like the US, Israel, Australia, and Canada all hosted their own local events. And then the International Dragon Boat Federation was formed in 1991, and they started to set rules and regulations for this sport, and it just started to spread rapidly throughout the whole world. And the tradition just carries on until now. Just last week, Boston hosted the 44th edition of the Dragon Boat Festival, which has over 60 teams participating in the event and more than 50,000 spectators coming to watch the races. Uh, amid all these events, I think maybe the biggest of the sports should be the World Dragon Boat Racing Championships. It is hosted in every two years and now has over teams from 30 countries and regions competing in this tournament. And apart from these international level tournaments in China, people are also holding local dragon boat races to bring people together. And people in Shenzhen just held a 500-meter dragon boat race in the in this year's Dragon Boat Festival with 29 teams from 11 different cities and nearly 10,000 spectators. And similar races were also held in places like Anhui, Jiangsu, and Hunan provinces. So why are people so engaged in these races? Let's take a listen to what they have to say. Dragon boat racing is not just a competitive sport. It also shows a spirit of unity and hard work. It is held to carry on our traditional Chinese culture. Dragon boat racing is a symbol of the Dragon Boat Festival, which vividly expresses the spirit of perseverance and unity of the Chinese people. Even though dragon boat racing is a sport deeply rooted in the Chinese culture, people from other countries are also very keen on joining in these races. And they also expressed why they have developed a passion for this sport. I've learned a lot today, to be honest. Um, I didn't know the origin of the dragon boat story, so learning that like you'd, every year you go out onto the river and you're looking for somebody, that's very exciting. It's nice to be involved. 
As we come together, uh, we receive power, we receive strength from one another. Uh, and then just the physical sheer beauty of, of coming together as, as we stroke our paddles and, and work together as a team. There's, there's one cardinal rule, and that is if the team is together, we're together. Yeah, and we're going to finish strong and, and feel great about ourselves. So, like they said, they may not be very familiar with the cultural or historical background of the sport. They're still attracted by the spirit of unity in teamwork and stamina in this sport. I guess that's why we are seeing generations of people carrying on with this tradition. Yeah, and hopefully people that get involved in the sport for the first time, of course, we hope that they enjoy their participation, and I'm sure that they are. But at the same time, we also, well, from my perspective, I hope that that also inspires them to look back at the history and, you know, just the way that the sport has changed over the years, because I think that's incredibly fascinating and also just adds um, to the exciting element of the sport to know how it's changed, how it's developed. Yang Huang, from your side, how has it transformed from a festival tradition and into a sport? And currently, what do you view as the top competitions of the sports, you know, not just in China, but globally, like Tian, you mentioned? Uh, I want to take it back in time a little further. Uh, dragon boat racing, as Tian, you mentioned, can be traced back to 2000 years back. It was a fertility ritual uh, thought to bring good luck to the coming crop season. For a large part of it, dragon boat racing has been a cultural activity, so to speak. Uh, yes, there were races, but um, it was more of a symbolic thing than a real competition. In ancient times, there emerged dragon boat race competition between cities or tribes. Uh, it started to have this taste of contest because it was about pride and the, the bragging rights, uh, like the football derby these days. Um, then in modern time, the locals started to organize and participate in the dragon boat races themselves, especially in Guangdong province. Uh, it was not until 1980s when China started to list dragon boat racing as an official sport before it was included in the 2010 Guangzhou Asian Games. Uh, for top dragon boat races domestically, um, it should be the China Longzhou Tournament featuring 2,000 plus races every year from multiple international teams. Um, it has 12 legs for a season held in different Chinese cities. Uh, internationally, apart from the, the World Championship held every two years, as uh, Tianyu introduced, since Dragon Boat's racing has been included into the World Canoe Federation, uh, the Federation would organize the Dragon Boat Racing World Cup every year. But as I said, largely the Dragon Boat races have these mass participation and events on the folk level very common and sometimes competitive. For example, in Guangzhou, it seems like um, every village or town that has waterways would organize their own dragon boat races. Uh, in fact, in many other parts of the world, there are locally organized dragon boat races, like in Manchester, England. Our re reporter Wang Qiwei earlier filed this report there about the local dragon boat racing. Paddles up and making a splash. It's all about teamwork and staying sync to win the race. But it's not winning that matters. It was really fun. We were pretty dreadful, um, but we don't mind because we learn a lot. But for some, just staying dry turned out to be far from easy. It may not be the multi-billion dollar football match that Manchester is usually associated with, but this race brings a wealth beyond money 
It brings social integration between the Chinese community and people from around the world. Full of buzz and full of joy. I'm quite excited. I haven't never done anything like this before. And steps away from the water, there's also plenty to do on dry land. The event attracts crowds from different backgrounds. I enjoy it. I've done this event many times before, and every time it's great to take part. I feel very delighted to show our Chinese traditional costume from different dynasties. A good audience of people, good energy, well organized. Everyone's here to have fun. Victory for the winners. But for most, it was the taking part that counts, with teamwork at the forefront of this multicultural day. So yeah, the beauty of dragon boat races is that it has this massive fan base, but that does exist some challenges that we don't have this top event known worldwide. Yes, we have、um, this world championship, but、um, we don't have the iconic dragon boat racing event. For example,、um, Grand Slams in tennis. So there's still something to explore、um, in promoting this sport globally. Yeah, I think there's definitely some room to expand things and make it more of a global sport in terms of,、um, you know, of course, looking at the history of things and you know just having more、um, mass participation globally and not just in China. And just speaking of the、uh, the global reach that you mentioned there,、um, Yang Guang, many have compared dragon boat racing, I guess, obviously with rowing, which which originated in the UK. But from your side of things, how would you see the two sports, both in athletic and cultural cultural terms? I think that's kind of something that we've already touched on. Of course, the history and you know the mass participation, I suppose, is、um, more on the cultural side of things and the traditional side of things. But there's also definitely a growing element of it becoming you know athletic and professional, particularly on the global stage.、Um, yeah, they do like each other, except. That in dragon boats racing, paddlers sit facing forward in the direction of boat movement, and rowers sit backwards and roll traveling opposite the way they face. Also, the the paddles are different.、Uh, in rowing, the paddles are rigged to the boat, and in dragon boat races, they are not.、Uh, actually, I see dragon boats racing as a sport that combines rowing and canoeing. And it puts more focus on teamwork since there are more paddlers involved.、Uh, and I think in dragon boat racing, the athletes exert their power more from their arm strength,、uh, while in rowing it may involve more more than arm.、Uh, it's more about the athlete's core strength. Or I put it this way:、um, on dragon boats or canoeing athletes, you find more strong arms of the athletes, and for Rowers, you may find solid eight-pack abs,、um, and in culture, I, I think there are some differences between the two sports. Dragon boats racing mainly comes from a, a ritual thing; it's heavily related with festival traditions in China. As for rowing, it came from transportation needs across England's complex waterways back then. It evolved from some pragmatic functions, and、uh, what has really promoted rowing worldwide. And to the Olympic stages is from campus.、Um, the annual competition between Oxford and Cambridge has become a signature contest for rowing. As I said, in as in tennis, Grand Slams are representative events.、Uh, they are similar, and almost every college in the UK has this rowing team.、Um, it's now more than a sports, but some kind of、um, social events.、Um, in this sense, dragon boat racing. Share some similarities. Every village in Guangzhou has its own dragon boat racing team, and it's also 
as much a a cultural event as a sports activity too. Yes, I suppose when you look at the two sports visually and from a cultural perspective, I guess there are some similarities. But then again, at the same time, there are definitely also some major differences in terms of what athletic um, requirements uh, each sport you know, has. And also just from the, the historical and the cultural perspective as well, there's definitely some major, major differences um, in both of their histories and that kind of thing. But um, both, you know, very interesting indeed. And I guess it is quite obvious why um, um, people would compare the two sports. Um, Tianyu, from your side of things, when comparing dragon boat racing and rowing, you know, how would you see the sports in in athletic and cultural terms? And, and you know, what are the similarities and differences? Today, there are still many who confuse dragon boat with rowing. Technically speaking, like Yangguan mentioned, in dragon boat racing, participants sit on either side of the boat and push themselves forward. While in rowing, people have up to two oars and push themselves backward. Also, what's unique about dragon boat is that the athletes are required to paddle to the beat of the drummer. And apart from that, the dragon boat is much bigger than the rowing counterparts. A standard boat typically seats 18 to 20 paddlers side by side, and small boats would be around half the length with 10 paddlers. And in traditional races using long wooden boats, there could be up to 50 paddlers in total. And as we said, dragon boat has its roots in ancient China, but rowing also has a long history. It was first used as a means of transport in ancient Egypt, Greece, and Rome. And as a sport, it probably began in England in the 17th and early 18th centuries with the uh, Oxford-Cambridge University boat race in the UK. So I think both are sports with rich historical backgrounds and requires a lot of teamwork. Yeah, definitely two sports with a lot of rich historical background and an element of teamwork indeed. And I think those are the two critical elements for both sports that make them so popular around the world. Yangguang Dragon Boat Racing was held, of course, iconically at the Tokyo Olympics in 2021 as a demonstration sport. But from your perspective, how far is the sport from being officially included in the Olympic program? And do you see it as an Olympic sport from your side? Uh, I think it totally counts as an Olympic sport. Um, there is no else sports that can replace Dragon Boat Racing. Uh, and playing it as a demonstration sport at the Tokyo Olympics is a good start. I mean, badminton, tennis, artistic swimming also went through this stage as demonstration sports before they were included as official sports in the Olympic program. Uh, of course, there were some failure cases like roller skating, hockey, pelota, but uh, I believe dragon boat racing has its athletic sense. And uh, the bottom line is, it's a real sport. We know each host country has this privilege to make the proposal of including some unique sports of the country into the Olympics on temporary or permanent basis, like uh, Tokyo included karate into the 2020 Olympics and Los Angeles 2028 plans to include American football into the games with some adjustments. Uh, perhaps the next time a Chinese city wins the bid to host the Olympics, dragon boat racing can be smoothly included or even before that yeah that would definitely be fantastic to see so i guess time will tell um tianyu from your side how far is the sport from being officially included in, in the olympic program and do you see it as an olympic sport 
Yeah,、uh, the International Olympic Committee has outlined specific criteria that a sport must meet to become an Olympic event, and the criteria include popularity, universality, history, governance, and ethics. So, an an Olympic sport must have a significant global following, be practiced by both men and women in various countries, have a long-standing history, be governed by in, in an international federation that complies with the Olympic Charter, and promote fair play and anti-doping policies. So, in terms of these standards, I think dragon boat racing is certainly eligible to be an Olympic sport. And I think it's only a matter of time for the IOC to approve dragon boat racing as an official competition event in the Olympic Games. Yeah, I would definitely have to agree with you there. And of course, not just to view the sport from a traditional and competitive、uh, perspective, but also just something really special to commemorate and take part in. It really is something unique and really historical, traditional, and special in the nation of China, but around the world as well. But that is all we have time for. On this week's episode of Sideline Story, thank you so much for joining us, and of course, we will be back next week with our latest topic, and we will see you then. 